Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes. Your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups that we see companies making. And the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is goal setting. And in this episode, you'll learn how to create the space, time, and energy to make your goals happen. From Talia Kostrin, integrative nutrition health coach and the owner of Progressive Transformation. We are your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to the shit show. Episode number 13 of the Wedding Sassels. Well, we are excited today for our interview episode of the month. A warm sassel welcome to Talia, someone who I have been working with on and off for the last few years on my journey to try to create space to include health and wellness into my busy disaster of a work life. Something Miss V seems to have a great handle on if you haven't figured that out already in all of the us talking and her talking. She's pretty good at that, but I need help and support in that area. <laughs> I'm not the best, but I do try it. <laughs> uh, we are switching up the... F- <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. She says it all the time. I call bullshit. I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm good at putting it on the show. Yeah. We're, we're switching up the format from what you usually expect from an interview podcast. Talia has some great nuggets to share with us today and we want to get as many tips from her as we can in our limited time period so let's just go ahead and get started let's go right into it shall we yeah let's do it so we have been talking this month about all things to do with goal setting and Talia I know that your background is in hospitality and most of our listeners work in the wedding and event industry and things like that so why do you think that hospitality people struggle the most with work-life harmony Mm -hmm. Yes, that is definitely a loaded question. Um, Yeah, I think it's a a few things. Um, One is, and I definitely went through this myself, is that you're super passionate about your job. You know, you're in this, ever in the hospitality field, you know, you love what you do. You love being there for your clients and you want to do a great job. So I think it's that you want everything to go really well. So you will do everything in your power to get there. Um, So then you basically fall last on the totem pole when that happens. Um, So it's really, I think it's a tendency to just have so much on your plate um, and then just forgetting about you. And the second part of that is also that um, being an event planner, I think we have a a type A personality, if you would agree. Um, So it's having that all or nothing mindset when it comes to doing anything that we do. So when it comes to setting your wellness goals um, and focusing on yourself, I think what happens with that is if you can't do everything, you just end up doing nothing at all. So I I think that's really the biggest struggle when it comes to um, the industry and, and making that time for you and being able to reach your wellness goals. I would agree with that. I don't know about you, but that, well, I mean, (laughs) I think it really, for me, like that second half of what you said really hits home. Like I'm not good at the baby steps. I'm a good at the dive in and go all in on it. And then when I fail, I'm like all out. So Mm. I, I don't, the needle doesn't move at all. So I do think that you're right when it comes to people who work in events and weddings and stuff like that, it's kind of a, we get it all done or we don't do much at all. 
and it's always on the bottom of my to-do list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think going into that, um, I have a question. So because I have those days where I'm all in or I'm all out, which is terrible, but I mean, we all have them. What do you think is something that people in our industry could like behaviors that we could switch that were not that way that we, if we make this long list of goals, like we do every single year, how do we stay in the habits of achieving those goals and like checking off the boxes instead of falling off the wagon and going into that all or nothing and going back to the bad habits? How do we stay consistent? Like how do we make this year, we make those goals stick and we keep that motivation? Yeah, definitely. Um, So first and foremost, you know, when it comes to New Year's, everyone has these huge resolutions and they're making so many goals and they want to, gosh, fix everything in your life, but it's just not possible. So my biggest advice is to set smaller goals and scale back and set realistic, actionable steps that you know that you can take to make it a positive experience. Um, So let's say your goal is to add exercise. So rather than say, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week and, you know, go for an hour a day, which that's not realistic. So start, start small and, you know, start with going for a walk and going twice per week, but then also you have to slot it in your calendar and make an appointment with yourself. Otherwise it will not get done. So choose, you know, those two set days, those two set times that you're going to go for the walk and then check it off and acknowledge every time you've done it because you'll feel good that you've actually completed that task. You know, if you're trying to, let's say, add in more water, instead of going, let's say, from zero cups of water to eight, start with three. Or if you're trying to get rid of sugar um, in your coffee, I know, Shadow, we've spoken about that before. Instead of, uh-huh. um, you know, getting rid of sugar altogether, go to two packs of sugar, you know, start slowly and, and be be realistic and, and gradual. Um, and also the mindset shift is huge. It's, it's being kind to yourself along the journey, um, acknowledging those steps and being okay with, with going slowly and having a busy schedule in the hospitality world. Also seeing where you can fit wellness into your schedule. So looking at your schedule and where can you fit it in, you know, instead of, you know, going for walks, which may be even too much of a goal for you. How about just taking breaks throughout the day and doing some stretches? So what small things can you fit in? Go for a walking meeting with someone. Where can you fit wellness goals into your busy schedule? Shannon's done that before. She's met friends for coffee and they walked instead of sitting down for a glass of wine. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm so proud. I had a very proud moment when she told me. I know. I, listen, I think that that's of all the things that I've learned from Talia and I'm not the best at it. I'm like I'm, the reason I was so gun ho on this episode is because I am the literally the worst person I know when it comes to this stuff. I'm the worst at putting my needs ahead of it. I'm the worst at making the time for uh, my health and wellness goals. And some weeks, like I'll make strides, but I do fall back into the rhythm because it isn't on my calendar. And it's Mm -hmm. not something in front of me where... 
I'm checking the boxes off. Like I'm pretty good at checking the boxes of the work boxes, but when it comes to personal health and wellness stuff, that's not always exactly the case. And I think it's so important to continue what you were saying is um, making appointments with yourself and pretending like it is a meeting with a client that you know you can't cancel, but instead this is an appointment with you. And Another thing, let's say if you make that appointment with yourself, but you know, it's life, things happen, things will pop up. It's it's gonna happen. Be okay with having a plan B. So if you were going to the gym and going to that class, but something happened that you just can't make it there, do an exercise video, you know, do something small instead and be okay with not going exactly with the plan. But, you know, I had a client the other day and she was saying that, um, she was just having a really bad day and she'll just start again on Monday. So you don't have to start again on Monday. You know, you don't need a new year to set goals. Just yeah. focus on the next meal, the next exercise, the the next positive step that you can take. So just focus on small steps versus trying to get from zero to 100. Mm-hmm. I'm a big advocate with people that tell me that they'll start again on Monday. I'm like, why not just start tomorrow? Like, the whole week is thrown out. Yeah, just it just make it the the next decision that you make make it a good one. It's okay. Like give yourself some grace. You are human, but you don't need to wait a week to start again. You can just pick up tomorrow. Like the exactly. whole week isn't trashed. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you the may whole thing had, isn't trashed. No, and you may have had quote unquote a bad breakfast choice that you made. Okay, just yeah. switch it up for lunch. Have something good for lunch and dinner. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that's part of that mindset shift that you brought up a little bit of that. We don't, that's just not the marketing material we have been fed when it comes to goal setting, right? Like we have been fed that while I agree that this time of year feels like, it just feels like a time of renewal and fresh start and things like that, which is why we tend to refocus or it's the end of the tax year or you're setting sales goals and business and professional goals. So, but I think when it comes to the health and wellness side of the world and in all goal setting that you know, it is okay to say, I blew it last week, or I blew it yesterday, or I blew it this morning, but I can make that change right now. And having that, sometimes I'm into like, give me the visual of put the post-it note on my computer. That's like, just make the next choice be the right one. Rather than that's one of the ones I have, I have post-it notes up over here. And one of them is like, make the next choice be the, be the better one. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be everything you do all the time. It's just that next decision, make it a better choice. Yeah. And instead of focusing on the past and what you didn't do, focus on what you can do moving forward. Exactly. Yes. Well, as you know, Talia, I, as well as a lot of the industry, are really bad about saying no to things. Vanessa Um, and I like to talk about the fact that I'm addicted to opportunity, like a drug addict when it uh comes my way. And so how, I mean, where do you, how do you even begin to start doing a better job of saying no more often? Um, well, first and foremost, when it comes to the mindset portion, I think you have to ask yourself, if I'm going to say yes to this thing, what does that mean I'm saying no to? You know, that's a really good hot point there. And taking a step back before you even say yes to that person, when they ask you to do something, 
and think, how is this going to affect me negatively? Even though it may sound really enticing and, and you may want to do it, but think, what are you saying no to if you say yes to that person? Um, and I think especially as women, we want to say yes to everything. We want to help everybody. We want to be there for everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. My phone was just going off. <laughs> we want to be there for everybody. Um, and it's being okay with saying no. And even an answer of something such as, I'm sorry, I just don't have the time for this because I need to make more time for myself. I mean, if someone said that to you, wouldn't you just respect that, right? That I think that's a really good answer. Um, and, and also delegating. Delegating is key. So maybe if people ask you to do something, who can you ask to help you? Um, or maybe you can say, if someone asks you to do something, hey, I know someone else and they can do a fantastic job at this. Let me give you their contact information. So it's being okay with saying no, um, learning how to say no. And then when you do say no, maybe there's a way that you can put that on someone else's plate and see, but see, you're still helping that person out that's asking you to do something. I definitely like the, I like it conceptually. I'm, I am one of those people who likes to help people. And so um, I have learned to stop saying, I'm sorry. When I say no, like I have to stop apologizing. Cause it's like, it's not, yeah. I don't have to say, I'm sorry for making time for myself or I'm sorry because it's, I'm trying to do better at just saying, you know, unfortunately, you know, this is this opportunity doesn't make sense for me at this time, or let me provide some other resources or whatever. But I do think as women, we apologize because yeah. everyone expects us to do everything all the time. So I'm trying really hard to, when I say no to things, do it without apologizing for doing it. Trying to get that out of my mouth. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a big female thing, I think. A lot of females apologize when it's something inconvenient for someone else automatically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, and gentlemen, if you are listening and you hear that and you hear us do it, I have a friend who she says, um, every time we'll talk about anything, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't go. Or I'm sorry. I couldn't. And I was like, oh, I think she says, I'm sorry more than any human being I've ever met. And I'm like, stop apologizing. Stop about like, stop. So if you are a gentleman listening to this and you hear us apologizing for things that we shouldn't be apologizing for, call us out on it and be like, you don't have to say, I'm sorry. I tell people when they say, I'm sorry, I say, why? You haven't offended or harmed me in any way. There's no oh, reason for me, sorry. You haven't, you haven't harmed me. You haven't offended me. Like, it's okay. <laughs> Please don't be sorry. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And when you're stop, when you stop saying yes to others, you are, you are reprioritizing and you are making that time for you. You are creating that time for yourself. So you have to think about that too. Yeah. And I mean, I'm mildly jealous of the next generation coming up behind us because I think that they have very different priorities in a lot of really good ways. While people may say things like they don't want to work and they won't give extra above and beyond. I think that they've got interesting and fascinating boundaries that I don't know where they learned them. I don't know if it's just watching our generation work too much and give too much that they are very like clear and concise and set on. Nope. That's your time, but this is my time. And I'm very proud of that. 
I'm trying yeah. to learn from them. They they protect their time really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's good. Um, with protecting your time, Miss Talia, my question for you is because we are in the hospitality industry, be it events, hotels, weddings, things of that nature, um, our our schedules are constantly changing. And I know that we said to set appointments for ourselves, but is there other types of tip, like tips and tricks for time management that you would suggest that we can start implementing into our schedules to, to find that space, to find that time for ourselves or to work on our goals? Yes, a hundred percent. And yeah, especially with the hospitality field, your schedule is different every day, every week. So you can't say, oh, every Wednesday at this time is going to be I'm going to be doing so-and-so. So my biggest, biggest recommendation, I think the people that have the most success is choosing a day and time, generally on the weekend, but again, to see what works best for you, to plan ahead for the upcoming week. So take a look at your schedule. What meetings do you have? Where do you have to be? Um, what days are you going to need to prepare breakfast, lunches, or dinners? Or what days are you going to cocktail receptions in the evenings that you may not need to do that? Um, really spending the time to plan ahead for the following week to see, like I said again before, when you can slot yourself in that schedule. And when it comes to meal planning and prepping, I'm not all about saying I'll spend the entire day on Sunday in the kitchen because it's just not realistic. You know, you have family, you have friends. We're not, we don't want to spend the whole day in the kitchen. So maybe if it's even when you're planning, you want to split things up into smaller increments. So let's say for meal prepping, for example, choose a day when you're going to the grocery store or um, when you're going to order your food to be delivered to your house. Uh, choose a day when you're going to chop your vegetables. What day are you going to cook them? So when you set up smaller increments to plan and prep, it's much easily uh, incorporated into your life. And planning ahead, continuing on to that is super, super important. So making sure that you have packed whatever meals you're going to need. Do that the night before. If you're going to exercise the next day, pack your gym bag. Even something as simple as filling up your water bottle the night before. So you have that ready. Just that's something that you just check off your list the night before. So any planning that can be done ahead of time is a huge, huge, huge help um, when it comes to a busy schedule that's constantly changing. To stay consistent with it. Yeah. I don't leave the house without a water bottle. (laughs) It's my, I call it my emotional support water bottle. <laughs> I bring yeah, it that's everywhere. That's a great first step, having that water with you. <laughs> yeah, I have a um, a friend who she, they do a lot of like protein shakes that they mix with water in the morning. And because they like to use like filtered water and stuff, she will go in and um, she goes in and they fill all the water bottles for the week. So it's like half a shelf in the fridge which I thought was really interesting that they do that. And that they, she, I was like, what are you doing? I heard all this water running. She's like, oh, I'm filling water bottles for the week. I'm like, okay, all right. Like they're shaker bottles. So they just add the protein and kind of go. So yeah, I think making the time for it and finding some kind of rhythm and routine of it would help be more helpful. It sets your future self up for success for later in the week. If you can just take that small amount of time to prep things like that, your future self will thank you, especially when you're running out the door or running to an event, you can just grab and go. It's yes, nice. it's 
it's less thinking throughout the week because you've already done the planning ahead of time. And I know some days, you know, you're just like, I'm so tired. I don't really feel like planning. But then you notice later in the week when you didn't do the planning that you regret it. So it's just, it's taking just that time ahead of time to do so. Absolutely. I know sometimes it's as small for me as packing like snacks in my like regular, like my big yeah. bag I carry with me is throwing in the package of almonds, the package of nuts, like just the little things like that, that I, when I, I know I'm getting better, I'm getting better, but the, but I'll go and I'll be on site and I'll be setting up an event and be like, Oh my God, I'm starving. Like I haven't eaten all day, which I know isn't good. But if I didn't, if I didn't put them in, then I'm out. Like I didn't pre-prep for myself and I don't have time to stop on the way, then I'm not going to. So yeah, little things like that, I think make a huge difference. Well, yes, it stops you from getting the the fast food. It stops you from getting the-, the I don't ever do that, which is good. I, I do worse. I but just I'm don't saying, eat. I don't eat. It, That's what's better. I'm, That's not any better. <laughs> but yes. I'm saying if you have those snacks in there, if you're at an event and they have like the- um what are they called? The vending machines. It stops uh-huh. you from getting like the bag of chips because you have almonds or you have granola or you have the healthier choice already with you. I'm a big snack person. I bring snacks everywhere. 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 She's, there's food <laughs> in every orifice of the things of every bag she has. There's snacks. There's always snacks. <laughs> because I yeah. don't want to stop. And I know mm-hmm. myself. I get hungry. <laughs> No, and bringing those snacks are so key because again, you have a, at least a positive alternative with you. But, and I think under Shannon that said it, I think my biggest struggle when I was in the hospitality field was just remembering to eat. I mean, there yes. were days when it would be like three or four o'clock and I forgot to eat lunch. So just set an alarm to take a break. You need to take a break throughout the day. And as much as you want to continue to go, 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 you have to stop and, and take that time for you just to refuel and nourish yourself because you'll be better off afterwards, be more productive, be able to focus afterwards. So just taking that time out is super important as well. It's funny that you mentioned setting alarms because I have alarms set on my phone to when I start and stop work every single day, they go off every single day. Shannon knows they go off every single day. The alarm goes off. I'm like, we got to stop. We got to stop working. (laughs) But this alarm went off and then I work another four hours. Uh-huh. Because because I'll get into a groove of working and just lose track of time. And my entire day has been focused on work and there's been no personal life and there's been no eating and all of those things. So I have it set. It's, you know, in the iPhone, it goes off every single day. I have every day checked off on it. It goes off at the same exact time. And when it goes off at night, um, that's when I go into my email and I put an away message that says, we, this is now after hours. Like this is officially, we are closed. And that is the responder until the following alarm goes off in the morning and I turn it off and I turn off the email responder. It's literally my routine every day. Turn on the email responder, clock off work, turn it off, clock into work. Like it's every day. All right, I'm all right. Literally grinning from here to here, <laughs> here when you say that just because you have to set bold boundaries for yourself. Seriously, I think it's <laughs> biggest, my biggest yeah, advice stop is setting, setting bold boundaries for yourself to turn the work off, to shut down to. for the night. So seriously, props to you. That's amazing. That's amazing. You have to. I used to be all a right, restaurant people. manager. <laughs> Pin a rose on Vanessa's nose. Yeah. She's yeah. got it I down. I want a gold star. Give me a but gold star. I'm willing to bet that you're like me, what? not like her, most of you. So, but most that's why people. I surround myself by people but, like these two. Okay. 
<laughs> yes, most people are the opposite. But yeah. the reason that I do that is because when I worked in corporate restaurants, I was a restaurant manager. I would go the entire day. I would work a 12-hour shift. I wouldn't eat. I would still be there after the other manager already had gotten there because I can't just separate myself. So I started setting alarms and timers. Like, hey, you've been you're, you're at a restaurant and you haven't eaten the entire day. Like, there's something wrong yeah. with that. <laughs> I would get in my car to go home and be like, I'm starving. <laughs> I just left the restaurant that's surrounded by food. Like, what am I doing? So, well, and yeah. I think I think what we're talking about here when it comes to health and wellness is the same thing when it comes to business goals, right? So like, I know that that's the focus of what we've been talking about is, you know, how to make those small, chewable, biteable, like little teeny tiny things to do. But overall, it really comes down to whatever the goals are you set, how are you making them? How are you breaking the big goal into what are the actionable items of things to do? And I think if I'm if I'm learning from what I'm hearing, it's making it things that are like repetitive, they're put in your calendar, scheduled and things like that. And so same rules apply. Well, these two might be focused on health and wellness. You all know I'm all about the business goals right now. So but it's the same thing. And I can be for your business help. Uh-huh. But it's it's true. Some of some of the alarm setting is just separating your business from life. That's just Yes, I work on my business goals, but if I'm also going to work on my personal life, I have to make room for it. So that's where that comes in. That has nothing to do with my health and wellness. That has to do with my mental health, really. That's all part of of your health. You can't just be work all the time. I have to remember that I do have a life. That's why I work so hard so that I can live my life. So it is part of business. That that one part. I'm I'm working on that. I'm working on that part. I'm working on that part. I a lot of people in our industry struggle with it. I know. I, I understand it. It's just it's a lot of it's a lot of work, honestly, to to keep it separated, but it's worth it. I promise. Yeah, but it really is. It's that focus on small changes. Like you said, you know, you can't do, you can't change everything overnight. It's not, you're not flipping a switch. And for those people who can flip the switch and they wake up one day and they're like, that's it. I'm going to be healthy from now on. Like I applaud them. I commend them, but I've been waiting for my switch to flip for like 10 years over here. So I've decided we're just going to make the dimmer. We're going to make the gradual, gradual. We're going with the dimmer. We're focused on the dimmer right now. (laughs) But even with business goals and you set business goals to say you're going to make x amount of income this month it doesn't just go from zero to x amount you have to build it gradually Mm -hmm. so i I, i'm one of those people that i have to write things out i have to make the checklist i have to make the graph i have to make the chart so kind of every year probably over summer not even at the beginning of the year but I will make a list of what, what what are my top goals for the next five years. And that will be personal, business, health, wellness, relationships, all of it. And then I break it down from the five years to the four years, to the three years, to the two years, to the one year, and then the six months, three months, two months kind of thing. Because if I just look at the five year, it's super overwhelming. But if I break it down bit by bit, it gives you like a step. You can't just run up the set of stairs. You have to take it step by step kind of thing. And I think that's where a lot of people get overwhelmed is they make this huge list at the beginning of the year and then they just don't know where to start. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's taking the small steps because you're not going to change everything overnight. No. You have to, you have to definitely that's, take one step at a time. Well, you... asking to fall on your face. Yeah. So we've dropped, <laughs> we've dropped some massive nuggets if you've been listening. Hopefully you have. So Talia, can you leave our listeners today with 
if you had like three new habits that they can kind of instill and maybe some you already mentioned or others you haven't yet uh, that can actually lead them towards achieving these goals that they're setting right now. Yeah, absolutely. Three is a tough one, but let's see. Um, So first of all, we talked about this before. It's shift the all or nothing mindset and focus on what I can do today versus what I couldn't do and being okay with it and acknowledging it. Um, Second, we're really talking about this a lot right now, setting bold boundaries for yourself. Because if you, I think, sleep honestly comes above all else. So if you're working late into the night, and I know you want to get all those emails done and working on all those projects, but if you're not your best self for the next day, you really won't be able to do anything. So it's setting, set bold boundaries every single night, set that work cutoff time um, and make sure you give yourself time to unwind before you go to sleep. So you can actually switch off that mind. You know, that endless chatter. Oh my God. When I was in the hospitality world, it just would not be quiet of everything that you have to get done, but you need to give yourself time to unwind so you can get a good night's sleep because you can eat really well. You could exercise really well, but if you're not sleeping, everything just goes down the toilet the next day. So set those bold boundaries at the end of the workday. Um, and also give yourself permission to do so. Give yourself permission that you have done your best for today and allow yourself to rest for tonight. So set those boundaries. Um, second, the planning day is absolutely key. So planning ahead. Um, and third is being kind to yourself along the journey, if that's, that's a really, really big one. You know, we're not looking for perfection here. I don't like the word having good day or bad day. Acknowledge every small positive step that you take at the end of every single day, end of every week, because it really makes your wellness journey a much more positive experience. So I think if you take anything from that, um, resetting your mind to focus on being kind to yourself and congratulating all the small steps that you are taking along the way and just build on to that. Whoa, I can think we can all skip the swag. We normally put it at the end, but uh, well, before we end the episode with the swag, because I've got some, I'm sure you do too, Vanessa. Talia, where can people learn more about you, how you can help them, where they can work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is progressivetransformation.com. And that's progressive trans number four, M-A-T-I-O-N.com. I'm also on Instagram at um, progressive transformation and then Talia Kostrin progressive transformation on Facebook. If you are interested, I do offer a complimentary 30 minute discovery call Um, Just talk about your wellness goals, your objectives, what's been keeping you from reaching those goals and see how we can work together to provide you with accountability. And that's one thing I didn't even mention either. It's having that accountability partner along the way, which is so huge. And and that cheerleader to be there for you during the good days and the bad days. So seeing how we can work together with that. um, Just really quickly, I also offer um, healthy kitchen makeovers and grocery store tours. Um, and workplace wellness workshops. If um, you are a business and I'm happy to come into your office and give you some of my little nuggets and tidbits for your employees to help you start your wellness journey also. That's awesome. I mean, I know that I have done one-on-one with you for 
longer than I should admit, but it is that accountability piece of having that person that is staying on top of you to say, Hey, you, maybe you don't have the Vanessa in your circle the way I do. And even with the <laughs> Vanessa, like it's still nice to have the Vanessa and the Talia, but you might not have people in your circle that really focus or care about the health and wellness and having that person in your corner is super helpful. So, you know, give her a holler. And I definitely understand where you're coming from. And just, I'm super passionate just about helping those busy professionals make the time for yourself. That's that's my focus, helping you make that time for you, like we were talking about today. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I support this message. <laughs> of course she fucking does. Of course. <laughs> All right, so it's time for the end of the episode. What do we do next, Vanessa? This is where we give our three actionable items, your swag for the week. Yes. Okay. I mean, she just gave us some really three good nuggets, but on top of those three really great nuggets, we have some that we wrote down. (laughs) I am. I like the figuring out a way to check these things off. I may have them in my head or put them on the calendar, but I think I'm not, it's not on my to-do lists of things. So if I can find a way, an app or something that lets me put those things in and that I'm like, yay, the wind of the checking it off that I did it. Um, so figure out if how you're going to do that. Make it check offable the way you do everything else on your list. Do it. I am a big person that supports the appointment setting with yourself. So if you know that you need to set an appointment to go get yourself a massage for, you know, just some stress relief, or if you are want to start working out and you set that appointment for your workout time, I'm a, I really like that because we, as, as business owners and in, in this industry, if we make an appointment with a client, no matter what happens throughout the day, we're going to make that appointment. So why would the first person that we fail be ourselves if we make an appointment with ourselves? That's a huge letdown. I like the appointment thing. I let myself down on the regular. <laughs> well, you better stop it. You better put it on that calendar and you better leave it right where it is. All right. And then my last one that I'm going to drop in there is make the appointment with yourself, but I am going to say, put it on repeat. So if you're going to put it on your calendar, even if you haven't yet made the appointment or for the next thing, or, um, you a hundred percent said it when you put it on the calendar, put it on to repeat and keep repeating so that if you plan to go to the gym on Thursdays at 8 AM, put it on there for every Thursday from here on out, worst case scenario, you have to move it into a different block. But if it's not blocked, then I think sometimes I do a really good job of putting it on the calendar. I'll sit down. I feel like when Vanessa said massages, she was giving me the middle finger through the screen. I am a Massage Envy (laughs) member and I am, I am back. I am backed up 17 of them at Massage Envy. I have been paying, I'm 17 in the hopper. Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But I think it's one of those, I'll do a really good job for like a hot window of time, go in and I'll book like five or six appointments and then I forget it's there again. So I think if I, I'm going to train myself to put it on repeat and then that way I will know that it's always that, or I have to move it into a different slot. Like, like a repeat alarm that's set for certain things. Every day. 
this is definitely one of those do as I say and then not as I do episodes for me. But this was my favorite month of topics. What are you talking about? I love this whole month. I'm all about the biz, friends. I'm not all about the other stuff. Well, Talia, thank you so much for joining us in this episode and sharing all your tips and nuggets so that we can all be a little bit more accountable to ourselves. Thank you, ladies, for having me. You've been a lot of fun. (laughs) Very entertaining. (laughs) Thank you. I loved this whole thing. This was amazing. I like that we just hit it home. Yes. (laughs) Not that people can see me punching the air, but I did. (laughs) If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or made you laugh, follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. Next month, we're talking about what to do with all these new leads you've got coming in. Back to business. That's how I like it. Engagement season. (laughs) Woo! Streamlining your responses, replying faster, and how to set yourself apart. Now, it's time to go make epic shit happen. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for joining.